my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Weird Mythic Podcast <laughs> with me, your host, Naomi. <laughs> I hope everybody had a fun and spooky Halloween. And yeah, yeah, I, I know I'm way late on updating, um, getting this episode out. Just, just, yes, I am late. <laughs> but you know, life gets real busy this time of year, which I really wish it didn't used to say like a good few years ago, there's nothing about this time of year that makes people get busy. It's just another day, another month, another time. But but no, the last couple of years, life definitely gets busy right after Halloween, all the way through, you know, mid-January. And it's not just with the holidays, but everything that comes with the holidays. And for me, that's a lot of travel. And making money. <laughs> I like to do seasonal jobs. So I'm currently trying to get a seasonal job right now just to have a little bit of extra cash in my pocket. I also have places to go, people to see, people coming over. My family also started this new food business, like small food truck type of business. And this time of year, there's always events going on all over Northern California. And I like to help out with that. So with that being said, <laughs> this will be the last episode of 2023. I really hope everybody has enjoyed this year with Weird Mythic. It is the first year that I have done it solo, and it was not easy, but it was a lot of fun, and I loved every part of it. Growing new experiences is always welcome. It's not always easy to have changes, but they are welcome in my life if they are good changes. <laughs> But 2024 is going to be a little bit more exciting, I feel, for the Weird Mythic podcast. I have some collabs lined up, some that I want to do, and other things that I want to incorporate into the show. I would really like to go, like, I don't know if ghost hunting is exactly what I want to do, but I definitely want to go do, like, some paranormal type of hunting, going to haunted areas or very, very, um energized, very energized type of places when it comes to paranormal. And there's plenty of places around me that I can go to to have those experiences. And I want to incorporate that into the show. All of that and so much more fun for next year. So I hope you continue to listen and be part of my weird mythic fam. I feel like everybody needs some positivity in their life. And sometimes it's really hard to find that positivity. Well, I got an amazing email from a listener, and I asked him if I could share his positivity on the show. Eddie, Eddie, my guy, I, I don't know how much more I could say besides thank you. <laughs> Eddie listened to the show and is now my new friend. He sent me a great email about how he felt about a few of the episodes and how he connected to them. And I find it amazing how someone can find a connection with somebody or with a community that you've never even met before or seen in person and still have that connection. I'm so sorry if you guys can hear Louie. You have food. He he is deaf now, guys, so he, he doesn't know he's yelling at me all the time. <laughs> well, the positivity that Eddie gives through his emails is just overpouring. I, I love it and I I honestly, I needed it at the time. So I wanted to share something that he shared with me. And so Eddie listened to the show and he is now one of my new friends. <laughs> he sent me a great email about 
how he, he sent me a great email about how he felt about a few of the episodes that he listened to and how he connected with them. And I do just find it amazing how somebody can find a connection and relate to somebody, either that be a person or a community, but you've never met them and you still have that connection. And I did feel that when Eddie sent me his email and I really wanted to share something that he told me. So this is directly from Eddie. And again, Eddie, thank you. Quote, may you continue to think positive, pray for the best, believe in yourself, be optimistic and be strong. Let no one but yourself control your own destiny. Let no one tell you you can't do something. Try and do to the best of your ability, unquote. Eddie, this message was so important to me, and I want to say thank you for emailing me and sending me this amazing message. It is one of those weird things that happens in life when you receive a message from someone and it connects with your heart. And I really felt connected, and I, it was one of those things I didn't know I needed. Eddie, you are great. I hope you continue to email me and listen to the show. All the love, my friend, all of it. Uh, Let's go ahead and just get into this episode, shall we, Mythic Fam? What is it about hauntings that is so intriguing? I love watching horror films about haunted houses and people who are either possessed or have some type of ghost type of entity around them. Many of the films that I watch are somehow, quote, based on a true story, unquote, or bits and pieces of multiple true stories that are morphed into one. And I really wanted to do research on one of my favorite possession movies. That is Deliver Us from Evil. And for those who have not seen the movie, it's not just about a family or one person that is being haunted or possessed. This movie is based off of the career of a retired New York Police Department officer. I believe he was a sergeant at one point, and that man's name is Ralph Sarchi. And I'm only going to be calling him Sarchi throughout this because that's what everybody calls him. Now, through his experiences working in the South Bronx for over 18 years, guys, the South Bronx was no joke in the 90s. He saw some shit. Sarchi became a demonologist during his time working in the South Bronx as an NYPD officer. He would also assist in exorcisms during this time. Sarchi is a very Christian man who has had to deal with demonic possession for most of his life. Sarchi wrote a book, Beware the Night, where he details all his stories about exorcisms and his work. So this movie, Deliver Us from Evil, it's not based on a true story, but it is loosely based on the multiple experiences that Sarchi had while being that police officer for 16 years. And yes, as I said, he was helping with exorcisms, and these exorcisms were approved by the Catholic Church. The one thing that bugged me, though, about the fact that it's a bunch of stories molded into one was that Father Mendoza was actually based off of two people who Sarchi worked with for the Catholic Church. So Father Mendoza is like Sarchi's right-hand man near the middle of the movie. But again, it's loosely based on a bunch of stories that Sarchi had these experiences with with 
the Bishop Robert McKenna and Father Malachi Martin. Regardless, it is a great fucking movie. I definitely recommend it if anybody is into possession and haunting movies. And it's just different from all the others. It's not based in one house. It's not based on one person. It's based around what Sarchi has experienced and what he has done through the Catholic Church to help those possessed. But it's just so much different from any of the other possession stories that we hear. So I did some research on Sarchi and found out that after he retired from the New York Police Department, that he continued assisting in exorcisms. Sarchi was already a devoted Catholic. And then after helping the Catholic Church, his experiences only made his faith bigger and larger and that much more better for him. He describes the exorcisms and possessions as, quote, unclean spirits, unquote. And that when a person is possessed, that, quote, the person will exhibit extreme vulgar language and behavior, unquote. I found a couple of interviews and documentaries about Ralph Sarchi. Some you do have to pay for. So unfortunately, I didn't listen to the Coast to Coast episode with, with Sarchi. But I'm really thinking about subscribing to Coast to Coast just because all weird things are good. <laughs> and I do have a link to the episodes that he did with Coast to Coast. Uh, I, I, I really, really want to listen to those so bad. But I have all kinds of different interviews and documentaries listed below about Sarchi and a bunch of people just talking to him. And he's it, the insight that he has is really awesome. Anyways, Sarchi wrote that book about his experiences. And that book is Beware the Night. And I will be reading that soon. But there are many stories in that book that I read about while doing the research. So even though I didn't read the book, I read about the stories that were in the book from others who have actually read it. <laughs> now, Sarchi tells a story of how an eight-year-old girl who had never had any aggression in her history and all of a sudden started speaking Latin and attacking her family. Another that was mentioned was that of a housewife from Long Island who stopped speaking and would only make guttural sounds. Sarchi believes that many of those who are possessed are actually done by some sort of curse. Most of the times it's fueled by an intense hatred of a family member. This type of curse is more of a beacon for demons that follows a family or an individual around. Sarchi mentions that not only are the exorcisms that he participates in, they are done by the Catholic Church, but most of the time, that individual who's possessed is actually being restrained during the exorcism. So pretty much, Sarchi is really trying to say, like, if they, you got a lot of hatred or negativity in your life, that is going to attract those demons. And then unfortunately, if you get possessed, you might be restrained during these exorcisms. <laughs> now, there was only one story that I read about in 1992 where Sarchi and Bishop McKenna performed an exorcism on this woman. Now, she was only 90 pounds, but for some reason, she was so strong that even the restraints weren't holding her down anymore, that Sarchi and two others had to hold this 90-pound woman down while Bishop McKenna performed the ritual. Now, there is footage of this from 1992. Sarchi said it was one of his toughest cases. He also said that people are 
100% not themselves during the exorcism. And when it's performed, it actually scares him more than it did when he had to deal with murderers while on the New York Police Department force, which is saying a lot considering where he was during his time as a police officer. Those weren't easy areas in the South Bronx, and he had to deal with a lot of murder and death. And these exorcisms really scared him more. Sarchi actually even worked with the Warrens on a few cases. And one of those I'm going to talk about now. (laughs) So one of the cases that Sarchi worked on with the Warrens was that of the McKenzie family. And they were actually featured on the show Sightings. On this case, Sarchi does have it in the book. He actually reached out to Ed Warren, who did become involved in this case. I found an interview where Sarchi talks about it that I have in the show notes. Sarchi found a family through this TV show sightings, the McKenzie family. I couldn't find anywhere I could actually stream the show because I really tried to look it up and couldn't find it anywhere for free. But I do have it listed in the show notes if you want to check it out. They do have five seasons, so I'm going to figure out where I can watch it. But if anyone else could find where I could watch these for free, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Sarchi saw this episode and believed he could help. And he ended up calling Ed Warren to see if he could help him with this case. Ed Warren actually came back to Sarchi with, quote, I don't solicit cases, Ralph, unquote. So after that, Sarchi sort of left it alone and didn't reach out to the McKenzie family or Ed Warren for that matter. And the McKenzie family was being harassed by an incubus attack. And there were six females in this home, the mom and some daughters. And there was a man living in the home, but it was either the mom's boyfriend or one of the eldest daughters. And the only reason he moved in, he didn't ask to move in. He was asked to move in because of what was going on with this family. They were so scared of what they were experiencing. They felt like they needed a man in the home. So a few days after Sarchi had reached out to Ed Warren, Sarchi ended up getting a call back from Ed. Now, Ed was talking to Sarchi about a case that he really wanted to bring him in on to have some help. And as Ed Warren is explaining the case, Sarchi actually stops him and is like, Ed, this is the case that I called you about a few days ago. And it was just one of those strange things that Ed does not solicit. And then somebody came to him and now he's asking Sarchi for help. And it's all around the same case. I believe that was on purpose. I believe that there was something going on that wanted both Sarchi and Ed to help out the McKenzie family. And now they are. Now they are going to go help this family that is being attacked by this incubus. Sarchi and Ed show up to the home and they conduct their interviews with the family. The family explains that they have been getting phone calls from dead loved ones. They have been hearing crying from around the home and, and are unable to find out where the crying is actually coming from. The big one that really made this an incubus attack, though, And I'm sure there's way more detail in Sarchi's book, Beware the Night. But of course, he's not going to give all that information while doing an interview. Now, what he said during one of the interviews talking about this case 
was that there was a physical manifestation of a man who stood in front of some of these girls and started masturbating in front of them. This was not a flesh and blood person. This was not somebody who just walked into their house crazy off the street and started doing this lewd act in front of these girls. This was an incubus, a demon, something that was not of our physical world. And apparently, while doing these interviews and these things were coming up from the family, weird stuff was happening around the home. Of course, Archie doesn't say exactly what this weird stuff was in the interview, but Archie does start to do the exorcism on the home while Ed stayed with the family at that moment. Man, I really need to get his book. Sarchi explains that when he is in the presence of evil, that he gets a sharp pain in his temple. He believes he is a servant of God. And honestly, I ain't going to argue with him. Sarchi now lives in, in Florida and does help in exorcisms when he has asked. But he mainly just gives his advice and doesn't really have active cases. He explained that demons follow rules while possessing humans. And what they are able to do is all in God's power. And God does allow them to do these things and have this type of power. And one of the interviews I watched, he, uh, he has asked about this specifically. And Sarchi is so good at explaining what he means and actually laughs about it while he explains it. So he goes on to explain to this interview, interviewer, quote, I won't be so bold as to tell you why God would do something. He does things for his own purposes. I've been taught by my mentors that God never allows evil to flourish without having something good to come from it. Unquote. I feel like he just answered the, that question that we all have. Why does God let evil happen? He just explained it there. And I know a lot of people probably won't like that answer, but it does show that God will let evil happen. As long as something good comes from it, he won't let that evil continue forever. There is a reason he lets it happen. And I I just love it. I am not 100% believing in one all-powerful God as the Catholic religion does. But I do understand these questions and I relate to all these questions. I said earlier that Sarchi does home exorcisms. He does not exercise humans who are possessed. That is strictly for the Catholic Church. He suggests that if you are being possessed or if you have a demonic entity in your home to, of course, first go to your local church and then do the prayer of Pope Leo VIII's exorcism prayer, which I'm just going to say it now just so that we all have it. (laughs) That prayer is we exercise you. All malignant spirit, satanic power attacks of the infernal adversary, legion, concentration, and diabolical sect in the name and virtue of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the prayer. I recommend watching his interviews and documentaries. Ralph Sarchi is a very religious man, and I believe his stories. I believe his experiences. I really hope everyone enjoyed this very quick episode. (laughs) I've just been super busy and I appreciate everybody's patience and loyalty to the show. I will update all my social medias. 
with the fact that I am taking a break until January of 2024, please send me your thoughts, your good vibes, and let me know what you thought about this episode in the show notes, in the comments, or be like Eddie and send me an email to weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, all my other social medias, Weird Mythic Podcast on Twitter, Weird Mythic Podcast on Instagram, and all of these, really, my link tree is everywhere where you can go to my merch store and get any shirts or cups or anything Weird Mythic. I'm also at Weird Mythic Podcast on YouTube and just Weird Mythic on TikTok. Again, send me some stories, encounters, suggestions for a show for 2024. Send all of that to weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. I hope everybody has a great end of the year in 2023. And I can't wait to bring you more weird mythic stuff in 2024. Bye.